Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK Radio Network at paukradio.com. My guest on this episode is Paranormal Investigator Kevin Griffiths Borden. Thanks for joining us. Um, Really looking forward to chatting to you about the stuff that you do. Could you uh, just start off by telling us um, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, basically... I've been into the paranormal um, ever since I was about eight years old. Um, read books um, by Peter Underwood. Um, and also one of the biggies for me was um, one of the Osborne Guide to the Supernatural World, which is quite familiar with, well, anyone maybe my age up, maybe, you know. Um, but, you know, they had stories like Borley Rectory and um, vampire stories, you know. It was, uh, it was quite scary as a child, to be honest, before the weird pictures that they have, but that's, that's what got me into all this. And then basically I, um, I started investigating properly, probably about 1994, um, on my own, just going with other, meeting up with people and going to different locations. And then towards the end of the nineties, uh, I joined a group, um, for about four or five years. That's where, that's where basically I learned to be a proper investigator. And, and then um, Julian, who runs the group with me, we decided to um, create our own in 2004. And um, nearly 18 years on, we're still going strong. So what's it called, the group? Uh, the group's called Gannon. Um, we basically cover, well, our main areas, um, Wirral, Cheshire, Merseyside, and North Mid Wales. Um, most of our investigations around those areas, but we do, particularly lately, um, do venture um, further afield, but mainly the UK. We've yeah. never been abroad or anything like that. No, so. okay. I did detect a slight twang in your in your accent from uh, from sort of all, over that way. Um, I'm married to a to a Liverpool last myself, so I, I did pick up the twang. You mentioned um, in an email that, that you sent me just to sort of tell me a bit about yourself that you're actually very sceptical about um, paranormal activity. Do you want to sort of go into that a little bit about how you feel? Because you said you, you did say that you had some theories about what, what causes paranormal activity, so I'm quite interested really to sort of hear what, what, what you think about that. Yeah, I think... Um... Not everyone, but quite a few people probably start off as a believer. And I don't, I'm not afraid to admit that I probably was when I, when I got into all of this. Um, but, you know, you, when you, a few years down the line, you start to feel that, you know, a lot of these um, stories that get told by people do have rational explanations. Um, and to be honest, I think the majority of things that are reported probably have got natural explanation, explanations. Um, it's just that very small percentage. When I say small percentage, it must be like 0.01. They're the things that, you know, that do question 
whether these things are paranormal or not. Um, I am very skeptical now. I have had some experiences. I've never actually seen anything. Um, but I haven't, although some of those experiences I've had were really interesting, um, still not enough to sort of convince me um, that there is something paranormal. Um, you know, we've got all the different theories. I won't go through them all, but the obvious ones are spirits of the dead, um, there's the residual ghosts, which is like the stone tape theory. Um, and what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, my, the one I actually think is that it's all in the mind. It's psychological. Right. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but that's why I continue to try and prove myself. Yeah. That, you know, there is something out there, but, but um, I, I've got a horrible feeling it is all in the mind. But like I say, I have had experiences which do question okay. um, my theory. But um, that's it in a nutshell, I would say. Okay, well, that's, that's really interesting. So the, the, the few experiences that you've had that have sort of questioned how you think about, you know, the paranormal in inverted commas, what, yeah. what sort of experiences were they then that, that sort of made you think that, that perhaps there was something more to it than, than you originally thought? Um, all audible experiences, to be honest. Okay. Um, which which is, it's quite difficult to sort of prove, disprove, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, one, one of the, the, I can think of three off the top of my head. There was one, um, we did a, a huge case at a former council school in Birkenhead. It's the Brassy Street School. Um, and I want, one of the first times we went there, um, I'd set up um, a camcorder, because um, that's what we used back then, 8 mil. It might have been, yeah, what was it, 8 mil? It was either 8 mil or high eight, I don't know. But that's how long I'm going back. But anyway, to get back to the story, um, I'd left it on in what was the old school assembly hall on the first floor. Um, nobody in the building. I went back home. Um, and this was prior to the, the evening investigation, this was. I went back, still nobody in the building. And I, I packed the camcorder away, um, basically just to see if it captured anything while there was nobody there. Um, I packed everything away obviously not on record now. And as I walked out of that assembly hall, I heard like a really low key random piano playing and it was, it was really loud. And it, it, you know, it did take me back a bit and I was like, what, what, what's going on sort of thing, but only me there, nothing recording. And that's happened so many times. Another, another incident at the school, um, I heard a female say hello. And somebody else had heard that on a previous vigil that we'd done there. Um, but again, tape ran out. We were using tapes back then. Yeah, nightmare. I have changed tapes every 90 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. We were forever getting stuff, but missing it. Um, <laughs> we did get some things. I did get a groan. We did have a groan that was recorded, door slams and things like that. Um, but the interesting ones we missed. Um, more recently, um, I was at Chillingham Castle in Northumberland. Um, we've been looking to do this uh, castle for many years. Um, we finally got round to doing it, and we've been back every year since, about three or four years ago. Um, and again, we, had, we were in the coaching rooms, which is in the grounds. It was separate from the castle, so we could control it better as an investigation because um, we didn't have any other guests with us or anything like that, a separate building. 
But anyway, we had, we had the, all the rooms covered, cameras, audio recorders, um, temperature loggers, you name it, everything covered. We had a few things happen, but they were all explainable, pipes, you know, um, windows tapping in the wind and things like that. Anyway, we packed up and got everything in the car. And the other investigators were sat in the car in the car park by it. I walked back in um, to take the guest book back. We filled in the guest book, say, you know, we had a nice time, blah, blah. Because it's like, it's like accommodation that you can rent. There's like apartments you can rent in the castle. And I took it back and I can't remember if it was, if it, was it going in or going out. I can't remember now. I told you my memory's bad. <laughs> but I was either coming or going. I heard a really massive low male growl. Don't think it was an animal, but it was so loud and it was definitely in the building and there was nobody there. But again, no recording, mm. me on my own. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always the way. But saying that, you know, these sound, these are quite good experiences for me personally, yeah. even though I, I've only got my memory to rely on, which isn't very good. But, um, but uh, you know, it's, oh, what's so did, did this sort of then, how, how did you feel when, when you had these experiences then? Because you're right in saying that, that they are out of the ordinary. It is, it is, you know, in my experience, it's a very small percentage of things that, that happen that you can't explain. And when something yeah. happens that you can't explain, then it does have quite a profound effect on you. So I'm just wondering how you felt after that, you know, given the fact that that you are a, you know, a healthy skeptic, shall we say, you know, somebody yeah. who, who, you know, doesn't doesn't go in for wild theories. How how did you feel then when when these things happened? Well, excited, obviously, um, but at the same time, it's 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 quite frustrating, really, to be honest, because I'm not a full believer. I'm, well, I'm not a believer at all at the moment, still waiting to be convinced. But yeah, it, it's frustrating because I've, I've honestly experienced something that I cannot explain. Um, it's, it's just frustrating. Um, you know, people, when I tell the story, oh, it must have been a dog nearby or something like that. But I, I know for a fact that noise came within the building. Mm. Um, I, know, I know sometimes, you know, you can go on an investigation and um, you do hear things one person will say it come from the left and the other person will say no I thought it came from the right mm. and it is different depending on the acoustics of the building but I, I know for a fact it was definitely inside the building um, I don't know yeah I mean I, 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 I go back yeah I, I, I suppose that a building like that is obviously going to have a lot of echo isn't it so um, I suppose it would be difficult to, to sort of work out where the noise had come from, but you know, you, you can definitely tell whether you know that, that it's from inside the building, it's just from what direction it's coming from, I suppose, is quite can be quite difficult. Have any yeah, of yeah. you have any of your colleagues had any any experiences then that I mean, have any of your colleagues ever seen anything or, or did they say they've ever seen anything? Well, it's um actually I think I was I was gonna say nobody any and nobody has ever seen anything, but um but Thinking back to um, we did have it. I can't I can't tell you the story word for word, and I am going back a bit here because this was um, it was probably our third investigation as Gannon or Vigil, we'll say it wasn't a full on investigation. Um, but we did Plaz Tag, 
um, which is uh, in Wrexham or Denby on the border. And um, myself and Julian were sat in uh, one of the rooms on the ground floor, I believe. Um, and he saw, I can't tell you exactly what it was because um, he knows what he's seen and I didn't see it, but he, he, did, he did see a figure in that room. Uh, and I did see something in the corner of my eye at the time, but you know, yeah. corner of the eye things, I always dismiss. But the fact that he actually seen something was a bit weird. Um, but uh, it really shook him up, this sighting. Um, for, for weeks on end, um, he's, I don't know, he seemed to have some strange experiences after. Okay. Um, I'll be honest, I was worried who I'd set the group up with. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, he returned back to normal. And he's, he's just as sceptic as me. I think he might have had more experiences than me. But, um, but yeah, I think that's probably the, one of the key sightings we've had. Um, but I can't really think of anything since then. Um, most of the time, you know, we'll have half a dozen things happen on every investigation, um, but we tend, to we tend to resolve them all. Yeah, you tend to be able to dismiss them as, as something yeah. natural. I mean, just, just going back to, to what um, uh, your colleague so did he did he did he describe what he saw to you i mean it did i mean it, it it sounds i mean some people might say that perhaps something attached itself to him or perhaps he was obviously um uh mentally affected by it um because as as you say it sort of stayed with him for for quite a while afterwards yeah i'm just a bit sort of interested to try and get a little bit deeper into if he if he explained to you what it was that he saw, you know, I, I believe I think it was a male figure, okay. um, but that's all I can remember. Right. Um, I'm sure he he would have more details on this. Yeah, no, that's, that's but, um, I think enough. like what you said, it does uh, it, it 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 is as if something attached to him, or like you say, it was mental. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really comment much on it, to be honest. That's that's basically what all I can tell you. Yeah, no, that's 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 fine. Um, one of one of the places that, that you'd um, uh, you'd investigated is somewhere that that I've been fascinated with actually since I was a child, and I do remember reading a book on um, Lancashire ghosts. That was one of the things that, because obviously I'm from Lancashire, and that's one of the things that got me into. Um, the paranormal and that's a place called Chingle Hall which um, is uh, very near to a place called Goosner which is near Preston so it's over on the over on the the Fylde coast um, sort of uh, well not that far from Blackpool I suppose really if, if people don't know the area um, now I believe that now it's it's a private house and and the person that owns it is is very sort of anti people knocking on his door and saying we i believe you've got ghosts because it is a it is reputedly and it'd be interesting to to get your take on this um reputedly a very haunted building um and there have been lots of sightings allegedly um but i believe you did an investigation into it a while ago is, is there anything you can remember about what happened there well, yeah, I mean, I suppose Chingle Hall was probably the start of my investigation career, should we say, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's got a real special place for me. 
Uh, and like you say, it's uh, sadly it is privately owned now and has been for some time. I was, I'm, me and, and many more would love to go back. Mm. Um, but as it is, we can't. But anyway, yeah, going back, it was um, the first time, well, I, I seen Chingle Hall on a programme back in, it might have been the late 1980s. Um, it was a programme called 40 Minutes Ghost Train. Some people may remember that, but it was it was long while ago. I think there was some nurses staying um, at Chingle Hall, and um, you know I was obviously into the paranormal at that time. And I was, you know, when I heard that story, I, was, I don't know, there was something about it. I was like, I've got to go, I've got to go. So um, we went to Blackpool for the day with a family trip to Blackpool, and I um, I managed to talk my parents into stopping, either on the way or on the way back. I can't remember one of the two. I must have been about 15. Um, so we stopped and went round on the tour. Um, and I went back a couple more times and then we did our first overnight um, in 1994. Um, and I kept going back. And, you know, at the beginning, like I say, I was I'm very much a believer. Um, it was, wasn't 100% scientific at the time, you know, there were other people there. It wasn't sort of my group or a group I was with. There was different people staying. So, you know, there were people like you said, they were mediums, psychics, whatever. Mm. Um, and there were, you know, things happened such as seances and things like that, things that we wouldn't do as a group. Um, so it was very different back then. And things were happening, not always to me. And probably most of the time they weren't to me. Um, you know, people would get emotional, they would say they'd seen things um, and I was like, I'm not seeing anything. Um, but, you know, saying that, there were some things that did happen. You know, I, I do remember like latch, the sound of latches. Um, the flagstone in the chapel was a, was a common thing that was experienced there. Um, <clears throat> during, I mean, during the time um, I spent at Chingle, um, we did a... I joined, as I mentioned before, I, I joined the group, a proper group at the end of the 90s. And during that time, which was the back end of the sort of the whole investigation, um, we did collate all the reports. Um, I can't remember whether it was like two or three years worth. And we sort of, so we could see what was reported where, when, what it was, which room, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and a lot of things were reported um, in the Great Hall and the chapel. And, and they were things like latches, the flagstone moving. Um, another one was the kitchen. Um, they kept hearing like a like crockery or a chinking sound. Uh, and we did manage to explain that. Uh, it was some sort of plate at the back of the fridge that every now would rattle. Um, but it was, it was mad how many people actually reported it as paranormal phenomena. Yeah. Um, but this is what I mean. I mean, it's so many things are reported that could be explained. But, but you know, for me, Chingle, were things happening? Yeah, I think they were. Were they paranormal? I'm not sure. I'd like to say yes. Mm. What I would say, though, there was something about it. You know, I've been into loads of different buildings that supposedly haunted. Um, but, you know, you just walk into the location. Oh, nice place. Oh, this is nice, yeah. Mm. Chingle had, a, had an atmosphere about it. Um, not many places have that. Um, 
Chillingham Castle is another one that has a sort of similar feeling. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but it, it was, you know, I love the Chingle Hall. Um, I've even got a scale model of it upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did I you... didn't make it. So I, I bought it. I bought it on an auction. Um, but yeah, but Shingle Hall is there. Yeah, it's someplace. someplace. Well, it is. It's, it's. 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 I mean, it is a fabulous building. I, mean, I can't remember off the top of my head how, how old it is. Um, but I mean, thirteenth well, century. I think the building. Yeah. 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 Very, very old. Yeah. When when you were when you were going through the, the reports, then did you come across any um, reports of visual um, activity? Because one of the one of the things I always remember when when I when I read the uh, original story when I was when I was back in my, my teenage years was that um, quite a few people had seen a monk, um, especially in the chapel area, and I was just wondering whether you'd, you'd sort of come across any um any reports you know when when you were compiling them about about that sighting i can't remember off the top of my head but i i do believe there probably were reports of that i've not looked at this report for some time by the way so no, that's fine. I, I, I i do believe that they probably there were some in the chapel i know there was definitely some reported on the actual um the bridge that leads into the house that well, I was going to say drawbridge, but obviously mm. that, that's been, uh, it's been rebuilt since the drawbridge went. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely quite a few sightings um, in there. Um, it was a mixture of all sorts, to be honest, Chingle Hall. Yeah. There's lots of different things that had been reported. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? The, 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 the current owner. And I can, I can understand, you know, if, if, yeah. if if you don't believe in in the paranormal at all or have any interest in it at all, um, I suppose that you wouldn't particularly want people knocking at your door saying, can we come in and have a look around because we believe your house is haunted. I mean, you can you can understand people wanting privacy. So, But it's a shame. I mean, one day, hopefully, um, you know, subsequent owners will, will allow people back in because it's certainly a place that I'd love to go to. Um, you mentioned, actually, that, that you'd been... Um, up my neck of the woods, Pendle Hill, recently. That's right, yeah, we did. How was um, that? It was more of a, a jolly, should we say, than an investigation. It was, it's somewhere that we've been meaning to go um, since day one of Gannon, almost. Um, and we've just never got around to doing it because we've always been doing investigations. Um, uh, so we just decided... Um, you know, this was the year, we'll go up Pendle. Um, you know, we had to walk up the hill itself, mm. um, had a look around the area, um, new church. Um, and then we also um, we also drove across the, I'll say the moors, I can't remember the name of what it was, but it was, it was part of the actual trail that I think the witches were taking up to Lancaster across the moors. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we did it at night. It was pitch black. It, took, it seemed like three or four hours, but it probably was nowhere near that. Uh, probably been better if we'd gone in the day. I'm sure the views up there would have been really nice. Yeah, yeah we, we travelled up to Lancaster as well, obviously to the castle where mm. they were tried. Um, and then we uh, we went up to Gallows Hill, which is um, I think Williamson Park now. That's right. Um, where they were... Um, the witches were hung, alleged witches, I should say. Yeah. Someone corrects me. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I've been to Pendle twice before um, with family and stuff, um, but never as the group. Uh, and I've been to Lancaster Castle. I've never been the Gallows. Yeah. Again, one of them places when you're standing there, you start thinking about what's happened there. And it's just, uh, it's just got real, real atmosphere. Um, it has. I mean, I visited Lancaster Castle pretty recently myself actually the last last few months uh just to do some research for um a book that i'm writing because i'm i'm fascinated by the pendle which is obviously you know living in the area uh but i'd never actually been to lancaster castle myself before and and i i agree it is there it, it is a, a really atmospheric place uh, i mean obviously part of it was was a prison for for a long time um you know it was was hmp um lancaster but no it's it is it's it's it really is an amazing place and and again there's a lot of paranormal activity allegedly attached to it um but unfortunately it's not the sort of place that they allow you to do you know investigations or or vigils or or that sort of thing you know you mentioned before about um <laughs> you're talking about old technology um you know sort of old video sets what what sort of stuff do you use now then i, I assume it's more it's all digital stuff you use now absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going back to tape ever again um yeah we've got yeah we're, we're pretty much digital now even um, from documentation um we don't use clipboards and paper anymore everything's Everything's done on mobile phone, basically, mm. more or less. Yeah. Uh, well, not everything, but, you know, notes, torch, um, other things that can probably do, sound recording. Um, but the, the main things we do use are like the GoPro type cameras um, with uh, obviously the with infrared, infrared lights, um, so the cameras can see in the dark. Um, we also got um, two CCTV systems, again, with infrared, um, and they've got like motion detect on it, so we don't have to always trawl through loads of footage to try and find if anything didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, audio recorders, we do use proper um, audio recorders as well. Um, you know, in, in the old days, we did use um, dictation machines um, then going on to mini discs, if you remember them, um, and then we, you know, eventually moved on to the uh, more um, solid state recorders, um, and you know, we we put them in each room, um, which is great because when something does happen, like going back to what we said, when you hear a sound, you never know where it's coming from. But with the recorders, if if they're all, you can always go back to that one specific. Um, time frame and listen and then you can work out um, where the sound was coming from by where, which was loudest um, obviously to do that all the audio recorders are the same model, uh, I've got Sony ones that I use um, other investigators might use other ones as well um, but we also have recorders on us, I've got a, um, a it's not a state of the art, it's just a watch audio recorder and the reason I've got that is what I said to you before. I can put it on before I start and switch it off when I get home, uh, um, just in case I'm leaving a venue and, so, and I hear that growl again. <laughs> um, it won't happen now. Now, now you know, I, I, I do, this is another thing. I do sometimes wonder if they do know that we're recording them. 
and you know they say right your recorders are off now i'm going to make a bit of an appearance just before you go yeah yeah just just to keep you interested yeah. do you think oh. sorry i was i was just going to ask do you think I mean, obviously, you're going into to very old buildings, um, and I assume you're going in at night a lot of the time when it's dark. Um, <clears throat> do you think a lot of, you know, your, your imagination takes over? Do you think people uh, see and hear things because their imagination is taking over? Things uh, are amplified because they either, you know, the the they can't see as much because it's dark so the hearing things and it's amplified and that that sort of thing do you think do you think that has a lot to do with it um and do, do you think it's just people's imagination basically yeah i think you yeah with other groups as well um you know i didn't want to bring up tv programs but oh well you know. you know because i know exactly who you're going to talk yeah. about and i agree <laughs> with you <laughs> they're walking around in pitch black yeah it's what you just said it's it's you know we don't do that um we do have subtle lighting oh. or we, we try to have it as natural as possible you know people haven't seen things when all the lights are out mm. people have had the lights on you know sometimes we'll have informal sessions we'll have the lights on we'll have a cuppa and we'll just sit there and that you know having a good natter oh. and sometimes we you know in fact half the time things will happen when you least expect it, which is why we have a bit of a combination of informal investigations and formal. I prefer formal, but we have to do a mixture of both mm. because of what, what's happened in the past. Uh, have I gone off subject or what was the original question? <laughs> no, just, just about, it was just, <laughs> it was just about your imagination, people's imagination running yeah. by it when, because obviously if, if you, I mean, we've, we've got five senses, haven't we? Well, you know, we've got, scientifically I that we know of yeah we've got five <laughs> senses scientifically that we know of other people yeah. you know, will say there's a sixth sense or you know some people say they will go into a building and they'll be able to pick up um you know paranormal activity or 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 a feeling of paranormal activity or they'll be able to pick up um they'll be able to feel you know electrical charges and and, and that sort of thing but i mean we know that that if let's say for instance somebody has um uh sight problems then the hearing tends to become more acute so what i'm trying to get at is if, if you're if you're doing an investigation and you're in you're in, you're in a let's say you're in chingle hall it's the middle of the night you've been told it's haunted you've been told there's ghosts there's bangings there's rappings there's knockings there's mornings there's all this sort of thing that's what you're expecting um and it's 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 dark and you can't really see what's going on any slight sound that you're going to hear and of course these buildings are old buildings so they're gonna they're gonna creak they're gonna groan you know they're gonna settle um as old buildings do if people hear something are they gonna is it going to be amplified and and are they going to think it's something that it isn't is that where a lot of this comes from do you think from your experience i would say so yes um i think you know no end of times if people find out what I do. Um, I, I've been told a, lo a lot of times about people seeing ghosts at the end of the bed, mm. um, which could be, you know, it's dark. They've just woken up. Mm. They've just had a dream. They're still dreaming. Yeah. Sleep paralysis. Um, yeah. And being in the dark, you know, people, imaginations will run, run can run wild. Mm. Um, you know, 
and other groups that investigate, you know, if you're investigating till six in the morning, uh, I know for a fact that people start falling asleep after two o'clock or three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, it's just natural. Um, of course. So people, you know, uh, are tired and they, they are going to hear things. And like you say, amplify things, what have happened, um, something that was quite a minor event. Thing. It, it just depends on the person, I think. Yeah. Do you get um, do you get other investigation groups then that are quite sort of um, uh, not openly hostile to you, but because of the way that you investigate things in a different way, in a more uh, logical way, shall we say, and, and a much more scientific way, and a much more op- open-minded to to you know things being able to to be explained away rather than just because there's a bang, it has to be a ghost. Do you, do you tend to find then that people from, from other investigation groups can be a little bit sort of, bit you know, that is the best way to put it, a bit anti towards you, do you know what I mean? Bit bit sort of um, maybe yeah. a, a little bit hostile. Maybe. I'd, I'll be honest, we don't tend to, uh, we don't tend to meet other paranormal groups often. And I don't know, um, how many groups do know of us? Because we're quite a private group. Mm. We don't put we don't put things out on YouTube or sell tickets. And well, we're not an entertainment group. No. Um, I would imagine if we did, um, we, well, we actually we did do a not a joint investigation. We we did one um, a few years ago in Wrexham, and there was another group there, and that they had mediums and. Uh, they were really shocked that we didn't have one. Right. Um, they couldn't understand why we didn't use mediums. And, you know, it's never have done. Um, What's your view on mediums then? <laughs> I'd like to believe them. Um, I think, uh, you know, if, if there are such things as mediums, there's a very small percentage of decent mm. ones. Yeah. Um there's a there's a lot of fake stuff going out there. Of course, yeah. Um I'm not saying all mediums are, but there certainly are a lot of them. Um especially, you know, since uh, it's become more popular on TV back in the early two thousands. Um yeah, it's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's it's sort of it's diluted it, hasn't it? It's turned it into an entertainment thing rather than a yeah. than a scientific. Um, yeah. I, w- uh, I would like to believe that you know that there are such people that can sort of tune in, mm. um, but I think unless you can you can do it yourself, there's, there's no way you're going to prove to others that what they're telling you. Um, is the truth yeah it's a difficult one really i suppose i suppose unless you experience it yourself it's then quite difficult to understand how somebody else can experience yeah. it i suppose that's that's probably about because I, I i i agree you know i mean i um i watch i, I try not to watch stuff on youtube and uh <laughs> because i just get really angry i you know i really yeah. you know because i I mean, I, I I do believe in the paranormal. I have, I do believe I have seen things, um, but a lot of the stuff that's out there is for entertainment purposes and for nothing else. 
um and and you know we all we all know where it all started and it was a very it was a very popular um very successful tv show that, that yeah. started it all off and obviously now with uh social media and everything else it, it's it's i was quite shocked when i started doing this with the the, the number of of people out there that are you know pre, that, that pretend to be paranormal experts um whether it be twitter whether it be facebook whether it be youtube there are i mean there's hundreds of thousands probably millions if you go yeah. all the way around the world and, and it's actually it is actually really refreshing to talk to somebody like yourself because you have you're approaching it from a completely rational angle um and i and i think i think that's that, i think that's good and that's really interesting i mean i mean do you do you, do you have a um a facebook group or anything like that do you have an online presence at all or, or do you just not bother with it yeah yeah we, we've actually got um a website because a lot of a lot of groups don't have websites anymore because they basically rely on social media yeah. um, but we, we always put our um our main you know report summaries and things on the website uh, we've also got a facebook page which mm-hmm. we do sort of put things on once or twice a month photos of where we've been and what we're what we're doing and experiments we may be doing yeah. Um, and all our pretty pictures are posted on Instagram. Um, uh, and then one of our investigators, Nikki, is the master of uh, who's put the website and the Instagram together for us. Um, so, yeah, so we do have some presence. Um, I think we've got one video on our YouTube channel. <laughs> um and I don't know if you want me to talk about that or not. No, of course, yeah. I, I was just going to ask, ask you before you do that. What's what's your website address, and then um, oh. folk can have a look at it if the if they want to. Yep, sure. It's ganon.org.uk, um, and that's spelled G H A N O N. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's fine. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, go on then. The video. You want to make? You're going to mention the video. Yeah, again, I can't give you the proper technical details because the person who uh, came up with the possible explanation um, isn't here. Um, but we we were um, we were up on the Great Orm um, some years ago, about four or five years ago. Um, that's that's Landudno, isn't it, for people? That, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. That I can't remember why we went now, but we were up there with cameras and stuff, hmm. and um, we seen like a light at the top of the cemetery. Um, and we actually caught it on camera. It was, uh, I didn't see it at the time, but two people did. And then they were like, oh, did you see that? And yeah, yeah, it's like a flashing light. So um, obviously, being sceptic, we tried to debunk it as much as we could. Um, we tried to uh, sort of see if it was lights reflecting from cars coming up and things like that. And we couldn't sort of work it out. Um, but one of our investigators, John, um, came up with a, a really good explanation, which I can't tell you. <laughs> but if there's something to do with the granite, um, okay. I, I, you know what? I wish I could remember now, but I can't. That's but he came up with a real good explanation um, of what it could have been. And do you know what? I can't remember. Was it, was it something to do with the geology then, or, or sort of like marsh gas, or, or maybe something like that? Because, possibly yeah. i can't remember now but it was it was a really weird weird explanation but quite plausible yeah yeah 
No, that's interesting. I'll I'll have a look at that. So you, YouTube uh, again is just is is it just gammon? Just search for gammon, and it, it should uh, be a YouTube channel. You can yeah, you can try. We don't really use it, so I I really I can't even remember the the URL for it or anything. So no, well I'm sure if if anybody wants to to, to search for it on YouTube or or just Google it, it'll probably it'll probably pop up. But that that sounds yeah. real. That does sound really interesting, actually. Um, what investigations have you got ongoing at the minute? Then have, have you got anything coming up that you're particularly looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, we've um, as I said, we we do do quite a lot of um, different investigations, different venues. Um, unfortunately, we haven't sort of got one that we go to every month, sort of thing. Which like like the school, that was a quite a um, a regular venue for us back then. Um, but at the moment, we're sort of doing various venues. But there are some that we do keep, we are returning to, and um, particularly. Um, coming back, Chillingham Castle is one of them. We're going back there next year. Um, it's quite a long way to go. It's about a four-hour drive. So, whereabouts is it? That sorry, Chillingham Castle, Northumberland. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite a drive. So we we generally only do that once or twice a year. But we've we've only just started doing that in the last three to four years. I think that's probably our most exciting venue that we've got. Um, we have also recently done it, Maidley Court in Telford. Um, they've had a number of things reported. Um, it, it's a hotel. Um, <clears throat> and basically, we've uh, we're obviously based in some of the rooms that have reported activity. Um, but there's been quite a few things reported there, particularly in room, I think it's room 11, um, people being pinned down on the bed and being woken up in the night and things. Mm. Um, there's been a figure seen by the um, dining hall. Um, cleaners won't go in the gatehouse rooms. Um, and there's also the, um, I can't remember the name of the building, but it's um, <clears throat> there's a, a meeting a place that they have for meetings, which is a separate building to the actual um, hotel. Um, and there's been quite like poltergeist type activity reported in there there's quite a few things that have been that have happened and we've uh, this year we um we did two overnight investigations there um and you know we 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 spent a good might have been almost 24 hours at both of these play at both of these um hammered it with equipment etc um absolutely zilch no. unfortunately i was just gonna, say, <laughs> just gonna say did you actually pick anything up that's no, we, we did have um, uh, something on one of the audio recorders, but it, it was um, it was just an ad hoc recording on a mobile phone. Um, but sadly, I think we sort of uh, worked out. Um, I can't remember what the sound was, but it was at the end of the recording, and I think something's been knocked as it's been switched off. Because um, they said at the time they never heard it, but it's you know it's. It sounded interesting, but yeah, it led to nothing. Um, we've also we've been uh, going to Routon Moor a few times. Routon Moor is um, an old battlefield from the Civil War uh, yeah. on the outskirts of Chester. Um, <clears throat> have been some reported activity there. Um, I think there's a, um, a one of the soldiers on a horseback. It's been seen, and music's been heard in the fields. 
Um, there's not much more I can tell you about that. The, the, the reason we have been going there, because it's on our doorstep. Um, and the, the reason why we started doing it is because we've been going to Marston Moor a lot as well. Mm. Um, that's a venue I've been, that's in um, Yorkshire. Yeah. Again, it's another Civil War battlefield. Um, there's probably been more things reported there, but again, it's just uh, distance with the travelling. Mm. <laughs> but um, there's been quite a lot of things reported there. And again, that's another location that um, just has a feeling about it. Um, I don't think Routon does, but Marston Moor certainly does. Mm. I don't know why, because they're both similar. They're just fields, basically. Yeah. But, um, but Routon Moor's on our doorstep, so it's somewhere we can um, go. We did... Um, Two or three years ago, a couple of investigators thought they heard um, like clip clopping sounds. Um, but it's a it's a difficult location for audible reports because the I can't remember which uh, there's there's a basically a busy road yeah. at the end of the fields and the the sound really travels across. Mm. So you know it's going to be very difficult to sort of pin down any real audio evidence there yeah um, it, could, it could be sound traveling from the road or anything then couldn't it really absolutely yeah yeah um, but yeah so that's another interesting venue um we did a we did a bus stop um <laughs> yeah a haunted bus stop <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the weirdest locations we've ever done um i'm intrigued um, by this one <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if we've done it this year. I think we did a couple last year. But um, we followed up a story that had been reported um, in the in the local news to uh, on the Wirral. Oh. Um, and it seemed, it seemed such a crazy story, but th there's been reports there going back years, oh. apparently. Um, and uh, people have been, had their hats pushed off as they're going past the bus stop. A cyclist, I think, went past. He had his hat tipped off. Right. Live in the wind. Yeah. You never know. Um, bags being pulled off the shoulders. Um, there's been a few weird things like that. I think someone actually seen an arm protruding from the actual bus shelter, which is probably the most bizarre mm. thing. <clears throat> but you know, sometimes, like a lot of things, stories get exaggerated. But mm. I'm sort of like interested sometimes to think well, maybe there might be something in this yeah so, can, I, can i just ask what um whereabouts it was that if you don't mind me asking yeah sure it's the um it's the one outside ray Plain cemetery okay right um, I, I i i do know the world a little bit um because yeah. my wife's family were over there but i don't i don't know that area so i i i, I just wondered whether it might have been um an, you know somewhere where i'd 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 been through or I knew, but mm -hmm. but no, I've I've heard sort of um, stories of of disembodied body parts uh, yes. suddenly appearing <laughs> in thin air before. So um, so yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it's a strange one that. So so what did did you go there? Did you? I assume you didn't see any floating arms, otherwise, no, no absolutely not. But it, but it was an example of a daytime vigil. I know you were talking about that most investigations take place at night, but that one was actually, um, we did that early morning, um, basically because it was quieter at, at that time. Um, but we've done, a, we've done quite a few day vigils um, at places. I think the school 
um, that we investigated in Birkenhead before it was demolished. They, they've had quite a few reports of things during the daytime. Mm. So um, they are better because, uh, well, the, it's, it's easy to stay awake, I guess. Yeah. And plus it's light. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 But yeah, you're not you're not then being um deprived of, of one or more senses, are you, when it's like you yeah. you're aware of everything that's going on. And so as we were talking about uh, earlier, you're not gonna get this sort of heightened um, you know, if there's a, a bang somewhere, it's it's gonna be heightened because because you you know you you're in the dark sort of thing. So um I think if if more people did daytime investigations i think i'd be a little bit more convinced if anything happened rather than yeah. you know sort of nighttime investing because it's always they're always at nighttime aren't they you know that people always yeah. they're always they're always in the pitch black as you said so, so it's, <laughs> it's uh it's it's refreshing actually that that you're doing it the other way around you're you're you know, doing daytime investigations and well you go when when things have been reported that that's the key time to do it because if they've reported it three o'clock in the afternoon there's no point in going at three o'clock in the morning no of course not and i think the good thing with um not to boast our group but the, the i think the investigators we've got um we trust each other so much if something does happen you know we believe each other yeah. Um, we're quite a tight knit group because we're only small. We've only got 11, 12 members. And a lot of those people have been in the group for, for some years now. So, you know, we sort of know each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's an element of trust there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and that's probably why nothing happens. <laughs> um, that's the reality, though. Mm. The reality of investigating. I, 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 always, I always quote this to people as well. I can't remember which book it was in, but it was definitely a Peter Underwood book. Hmm. And I remember him saying that waiting for a ghost is like waiting at an airport for a plane to crash. That's how often things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not every five minutes like you see on the telly. No. Load, can I swear? Push come. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you know, ghosts, ghosts, if they exist, and as I said, Personally, yeah. I think they do, um, but they don't perform to order. You know, yeah. just just because you've got a group of ten people who have all paid fifty quid a piece to stay over in a an old hotel yeah. overnight, doesn't mean to say that all the ghosts are going to come out and they're all going to make themselves known and everybody's going to be ghost. You know, it, it, it's, that's just not that's just not the way that it works. One final question then. Um, yeah. If you could go anywhere and, and do an investigation, where, where would you like to go? Back in time. Okay. Can I go back in time? <laughs> of can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any time, any place. Go on. It's, it's got to be the, the, the venue of all venues. That's Borley Rectory in Essex. Yeah. I would love to have been a volunteer, mm. staying, there, staying there for weeks on end. Because even again, um, I've read the book, um, a few books on Borley Rectory, mm. and although it was one of the most haunted, alleged most haunted buildings in England ever, um, there were weeks that passed when nothing happened, and then something major would happen. Yeah. So it wasn't all like something happening every day, uh. or so I believe. Um, but over a period of the time, 
they collated a lot of evidence. And that, that's, that's investigated. I mean, whether some of it was fabricated, that's debatable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's got to be bullet. I mean, Chingle Hall's probably second, but... Um, well, yeah, it's funny because actually when I was thinking about obviously what we we're going to chat about and, and you mentioned yeah. Chingle Hall, um, I've always sort of thought of Chingle Hall as, as probably the most, in inverted commas, haunted um, building in Britain. And yet people would say that it was Boiler Rectory. So it's interesting that, that you brought that up. I think it's a sort of... You know, it'd be like the FA Cup final of of haunted buildings, wouldn't it? Boyle Rectory versus Jingle <laughs> Hall. I think, I think they're both probably on a par with, you know, alleged um, paranormal activity. So, so yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think Boyle Rectory would have been a, um, a a really fascinating place to um, to uh, to investigate, and it's it's a pity that you know it's 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 no longer there. Mm. Um, well, I have to say that it's been really interesting talking to you, Kev. It's, it's been great to talk to somebody with a different view on things, mm-hmm. uh, because normally when, when you, you know, when you, when you talk to people about the paranormal, they are absolutely 100% um, uh, convinced that ghosts exists. You know, they've done uh, investigations where loads of things have happened. Um, and I think talking to you, it, I mean, it, it, it's obvious that, 99.9 times out of 100, nothing happens. Things that do happen, um, most of the time you can uh, you can uh, sort of, you know, come, come up with a, a reasonable explanation why they've happened. If you did see a ghost, how do you, would that really change your mind or, or, or would you still be looking for some reason for, for, for seeing it? That's a very difficult one to answer. <laughs> Very difficult one to answer. I mean, that would be very questionable. Um, yeah, I don't, I really, I don't know. I can't answer. I don't think I will see one, to be honest. But You never know. You never know. The, you know, again. You're investigating, aren't you? Otherwise, you'll, you'll... That's it. The more times you do it, the more chance of, yeah. of that happening. Well... Um, I wish you all the luck. You never know. Um, it will be a life-changing experience. And if you it do, would, yeah. if you do, I expect an email and we'll have an <laughs> you can tell me all about it because I'll be telling the whole world <laughs> if I ever see anything. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been great talking to you, Kev. Thanks very Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Craig. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. And and again, if people uh just look online for Gannon, G-H-A-N-O-N um they'll be able to find your website and your facebook page as well which i think i found uh just by doing a search um and i, I did i did join it i think i joined it anyway i'm sure i did double check if i didn't i will do um and i'll, I'll have a look at and, and see what's on there thanks again it's been brilliant been a pleasure to talk to you brilliant thank you very much craig no worries thank you to kevin for talking to us on this episode and i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did I think it's certainly refreshing to talk to somebody who has a different outlook on paranormal investigation. Remember, you can check out my website, which is www.craigbryant.co.uk. And remember, as the nights are now drawing in, keep watching the shadows. Mm-hmm.